Coming up on We Talk News this week, lobbyists unite to urge the new president to expunge nonviolent cannabis convictions. Former NBA star Chris Webber joins an investment group to help out the social equity movement. California's Humboldt County bans outdoor hemp growing, and we can explain why on We Talk News next. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to We Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Our lead story this week is all about normal and pursuit of social justice for the cannabis community. The National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws has teamed up with the NCIA, the Minority Cannabis Business Association, and other lobbyist groups from Washington, D.C. on calling on President Joe Biden to follow up on his campaign pledge to expunge the records of nonviolent cannabis convictions. Now, after talking with Michael Correa, the lead lobbyist for the NCIA last week, no matter what happens with legalization of cannabis at the federal level, social justice will be driving the bus for legislation in Congress. This is an ongoing story that we'll be watching over the next few months for sure. And Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast has more details on his DC report later on We Talk News. A related story to this has to do with the fact that one of the biggest challenges for the industry as a whole has been access to investment capital. That is especially true for those who've been most impacted on the failed war on drugs. MJ Biz Daily reports that white people own 80% of cannabis businesses in the U.S. Now, a former NBA player is stepping up to help out. Former Detroit Pistons star Chris Weber has teamed up with JW Asset Management to create a $100 million investment fund to help entrepreneurs who are underrepresented in the world of seed capital. Weber said, quote, it's crucial that we diversify leadership within the cannabis industry and level the playing field for people from our communities, unquote. This is another example of many athletes in and outside the sports arena who are starting to make their voices heard about inequalities in our society. Now, let's take a time out and bring in Deborah Borchardt from the Green Market Report for a look at the markets. Deborah? Thanks, guys. Verano Holdings began trading on the CSE this week using the symbol VRNO after closing the reverse takeover of Alternative Medical Enterprises, better known as Altned and sometimes referred to as AME. The stock quickly shot up from its listed price of $10 to $30, and that's in Canadian. Hexo is buying Zenevis Global in an all-stock deal valued at approximately $235 million. Zenevis had hinted that such a deal was in the making during its fight with Sundial, so it looks like Hexo is the one. Five-time NBA All-Star Chris Webber announced a partnership with Jason Wilde and JW Asset Management to launch a $100 million private equity cannabis fund that is going to invest in companies led by entrepreneurs of color pursuing careers in the cannabis industry. And finally, GW Pharmaceuticals reported total revenue for the fourth quarter of $148 million. That's it for this week. I'm Deborah Borchart from the Green Marker Report for We Talk News. So what's going on in California? The Golden State has really had some challenges with their new adult use laws, regulations that strangle the community, and a huge illegal community. 
Now, the biggest growing area in that state is called the Emerald Triangle. It's a group of counties in Northern California that has a vibrant market supplying as much as 80% of the illegal cannabis market in the US. Some have actually gone legal up there, but for the most part, law enforcement leaves that area alone since it's a battle that's been going on for decades. Now, Humboldt County has banned the growing of legal hemp cannabis because of the issue of cross-pollinization between the hemp and its THC cousin that we'll call marijuana for distinction purposes. Emerald Media Group founder and CEO Christina Di Giovanni lived in Humboldt County for almost 10 years before relocating to New York. She explains why the county banned the growing of outdoor legal hemp. The topic of hemp has been one that we've had in discussions for a long time. The concern is with the cross-pollination. It's very easy to have pollination travel from one crop to another, to cross-pollinate, to seed out other people's crops. You know, uh, the cannabis plant with THC that blooms and buds is female and the hemp plant is not so much female. And so when you cross the two, what do you get? You get seedy weed. And for someone who takes a lot of pride in their craft and quality cannabis, they don't want to be seeded out. So it is understandable that a place like Humboldt County that's known for their quality craft cannabis reputation may not want to have hemp cultivated there because it could potentially ruin their reputation. You know, I can't believe that whole birds and bees thing now extends to cannabis. So not only is the, this county setting a precedent for banning outdoor growing of hemp, there's a bill called AB45 that is looking to ban smokable hemp in the entire state. Huh, never a dull moment there for sure. And never a dull moment in South Dakota, where voters approved medical and adult use of cannabis at the November election. However, their governor, Christy Nome, is not in favor of having cannabis available for sale in her state. And she directed a circuit court judge that she appointed to rule that the ballot box initiative was unconstitutional. So now those advocates from the Marijuana Policy Project will have to take this case to their state Supreme Court. Meanwhile, in the great state of Maine, retail sales and the adult use market have doubled since its inception in the fall of 2020. There's only 15 licensed dispensaries in Maine and they reported sales of $2.47 million in the first month of 2021. The average sale in Maine is up to $74 per consumer up from just $66 during the first month of operations. New Jersey continues to wait for their governor, Phil Murphy, to sign the legal cannabis bill, while more than 6,000 arrests for cannabis possession have been reported. Murphy's self-imposed deadline to sign that bill is Friday, February 19th. At least New Jersey is close to launching. New York can't even get to the governor who continues to say he wants legalization, but Andrew Cuomo now, he's being investigated for the way he handled the first few months of the pandemic, which hit New York nursing homes especially hard. Here in Massachusetts, the number of medical patients registered in that program has now passed 100,000. Over 35,000 have signed up during the pandemic since examinations can now take place over the internet. Now, let's go to Washington, D.C. with Vote Pro podcast, Phil Adams, for the D.C. Report. Phil? 
Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. A group of Washington lawmakers is calling on President Joe Biden to grant mass clemency for cannabis offenders. A letter signed by 37 members of Congress urges the White House to take a rare but not unprecedented step and issue a general pardon for all former federal nonviolent cannabis offenders. Led by Congressional Cannabis Caucus co-chairs Barbara Lee of California and Earl Blumenauer of Oregon, the lawmakers pointed to the wave of state legalizations, as well as a recent congressional action aimed at ending the federal prohibition on cannabis. Until such a bill is sent to the president's desk, the 37 signatories are calling on Biden to, quote, lead on criminal justice reform and provide immediate relief to thousands of Americans. Although Biden remains opposed to legalizing adult use, he has voiced support in the past for expungement of prior convictions and for decriminalizing cannabis. With Virginia well on the way to legalizing adult use, their neighbors across the Potomac are now considering a legalization bill of their own. This week, the Maryland House of Delegates held its first committee hearing to consider a bill to regulate adult use of cannabis and to reinvest a portion of the tax revenue in communities most impacted by the drug war. House Bill 32 calls for legalizing possession of up to four ounces of cannabis, as well as home cultivation for personal use. It also provides for resentencing or releasing those currently incarcerated for nonviolent cannabis convictions and for expunging prior convictions. The measure is one of two legalization bills before the Maryland General Assembly this year. The other is Senate Bill 708, scheduled for a Maryland Senate Finance Committee hearing on March 4th. And the District of Columbia could also see movement on long delayed adult use sales. With a more cannabis friendly Congress in the Capitol and a new regulatory agency now overseeing the DC cannabis industry, recreational cannabis sales could be getting a new lease on life. A legalization referendum that passed back in 2014 has been held up every year since then by Congress an obscure budget writer employed by legalization opponents in Congress have prohibited the DC government from using federal tax dollars to set up an adult use marketplace. The 117th Congress now appears ready to jettison that rider. At the same time, the district's alcoholic beverage regulatory agency has taken over regulation of medical marijuana from the DC health department. The ABRA has taken measures to increase the number of medical marijuana patients and to ease the regulatory burden on cannabis retailers. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Leafly has come out with its annual cannabis jobs report, and the news is pretty impressive. There are now 321,000 full time jobs in the legal cannabis industry in the U.S. Now think about that. There are more jobs in the cannabis industry than for electrical engineers, EMTs, paramedics, and twice as many dentists. Leafly has partnered with Whitney Economics on this jobs report since 2017. And if you can't get a job in cannabis in the U.S., you might want to think about going to Canada. Wait till you hear how many dispensaries are opening in Ontario. Solomon Israel from the MJ Biz Daily International Bureau has our Canadian report. Solomon? I'm Solomon Israel from Marijuana Business Daily, and this is the Weed Talk News Canadian Cannabis Report. 
Canadian cannabis firm Hexo has announced a deal to buy another producer, Xenobis Global. The all-stock deal is worth 235 million Canadian dollars, and Hexo says the acquisition will boost its domestic and international growth. Both companies have reported significant losses in recent years. Marijuana producer Tilray lost $3 million in its fourth quarter, with revenue improving over the previous quarter. Tilray's annual loss for 2020 was $271 million, less than its annual loss in 2019. The company is due to merge with Canadian competitor Afria this year. And Canada's biggest recreational cannabis market is, once again, speeding up its licensing process for marijuana stores. Ontario will now license 120 stores per month. The province already has at least 430 licensed cannabis stores open for business. You can read all those stories and more at mjbizdaily.com. I'm Solomon Israel for Marijuana Business Daily. Here's this week's factoid courtesy of MJ Biz Daily's Factbook. Did you know that for every single dollar that is spent in the legal cannabis market, $2.50 gets injected into the economy? That fact and more available in the MJ Biz Daily Factbook available on their website, mjbizdaily.com. And finally tonight, most of the country is having a horrible winter. The state of Texas has really been hit hard with widespread electrical outages for days. The eastern seaboard is now getting hit with its most recent snowstorm that wreaked havoc all across the U.S. And now we can certainly talk about climate change, of course, that leads to these extremes in weather. But when it affects cannabis growing in Jamaica, of all places, there is real concern. Natural disasters of torrential rain followed by drought has caused a serious crop loss in Jamaica. Most of the cannabis grown, of course, in that country is outdoors, but technology might help with indoor grows. But guess what? That increases the carbon footprint. So that's another thing people who are investing millions of dollars in the economics of cultivation of cannabis in the U.S. have to consider. And that will be the theme of the Green Rush live show on Fridays. I co-host that with David Rabinovitz, and we have an all-star lineup ready for our live show on Pro Cannabis Media social media networks and our own website. So tune in and take part in our chat room or watch it on demand. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Pro Cannabis Media programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Canna Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Canna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash Pro Cannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.